0: Hello and welcome back to The Journey Through Healing. My name is Sophia and today we are going to be talking about limiting beliefs. I know that the last episode that I posted was really long, almost an hour, but it was such a great conversation with Christina. Like I said, it's the most prevalent topic in my life right now. It was so hard to cut out things that we were talking about in that conversation. I was able to cut out about 40 minutes, so I did spare a lot of details, but at the same time, it was super important. which is why it was so long so if you did listen to the whole thing good job you made it through it (laughs) i hope that it's relatable but i also hope that's not too relatable because if you're going through the same thing then i feel bad for you but it's okay because we are going to blossom into independent Soon. But yes, that episode was the most important one. This one is going to be diving into something where I've talked about it a few times in different episodes briefly because, again, things overlap, topics overlap. Limiting beliefs is probably the greatest self sabotaging behavior we could ever have. It's the biggest example of us holding ourselves back from growing, from overcoming situations, from having having positive healthy minds it just prevents us from being the person that we really want to be having limiting beliefs is like putting a boundary around our greatest qualities and digging a hole and burying them into the dirt six feet deep (laughs) never letting our talents truly shine and never letting ourselves fully grow into the best version of ourselves that we could be in this moment now there's different types of limiting beliefs the limiting belief that I'm going to to talk about the most today is yourself or ourselves. So having a limiting belief about yourself is inherently believing that we just aren't good enough. And that could mean a million different things depending on your circumstances, but maybe believing you're not good enough in your sport, you're not a good enough athlete, you're not a good enough student, you're not a good enough friend, you're not a good enough daughter or son, you're not a good enough parent, you're not a good enough artist. It literally could mean or could be a billion different limiting beliefs that we have on ourselves in multiple aspects of the things that we characterize ourselves as. Another type of limiting belief is a limiting belief about the world around us. So that's when you believe that you can't achieve something because those around you won't let you. So sometimes... This can fall into a blaming situation where we say, oh, I want to become a professional athlete, but I can't because I don't have good enough coaches. I don't have enough support. I don't have the proper resources to fully embrace this talent or maybe even improve my strengths in general. And although these things may be true, point of a limiting belief is that it's a belief, not a reality. So it's important to be able to decipher the difference between what you do have available and what is very out of your hands, and what's mostly your perception of things, than what's really there. The third type of limiting belief is just about life. So it's believing that you can't do something because it's too difficult. So that's not an internal one. So the difference between a limiting belief about your life and a limiting belief about yourself is that about life, it's not like you're turning internally where you're saying I'm not good enough. It's more that the actual task is too difficult for a human being to do. Not just that's just too difficult for you. That's just too difficult for anyone. Hence why you believe it's unachievable. Now there's multiple things that cause us to have limiting beliefs or to develop them within ourselves usually over a very long period of time which is why it's so deeply rooted into our core being that it's very hard to think otherwise that's why you can't just say oh don't believe that. just don't think it it's not real there done (laughs) it's not it's not that easy obviously so rooted into our nature and our habits and the way we think that it's a complete rewiring of the brain to change the way we talk to our ourselves or the way we perceive the world around us and many times normal beliefs that we have become limiting beliefs because they no longer serve and I've talked about this in other episodes where there are certain things that we believe when we were children maybe or coping mechanisms that we had that at the time helped us to carry on and to move on and to get through a situation a lot of times we were in a survival mode where we lacked a lot of awareness and we needed that in order to prevent ourselves from burning out although it was inevitable anyway, because in adult life, we have to deal with what we suppress as children. But sometimes we carry on those beliefs that we had as children or the beliefs that other people made us adopt that as we get older, they become limiting because they're actually holding us back from, again, growing and being the better version of ourselves. So of course, age is a huge factor in creating a limiting belief and also feelings, I would say. So maybe either you feel that something doesn't exist or it's been done time and time again. What makes me special? Why should I try and pursue this? A lot of times it's a lack of creativity as well. If we're talking specifically about trying to attain a new position or trying to do something new, we may be stuck in a certain community where we were taught that this is how things are done and that it cannot be changed and we might not know another way to live and that's why we have to rebuild ourselves and really think outside the box and tap into that creativity that we all have within. So like I said, we're gonna focus today more on the limiting beliefs on ourselves rather than the world around us. What creates the limiting beliefs that we have within is of course childhood trauma but also disapproval as well. I should probably give some more context to this belief. (laughs) So what I'm focusing on is my probably biggest limiting belief is that I don't think I'm good enough for a lot of things which is why I don't feel like I deserve a lot of good things in my life and I don't deserve to be happy or I don't deserve to succeed in any and it's pretty prevalent in my life. I've talked about this a few times already. I would say I'm a bit better than the other times I've talked about in other episodes, but of course it's still something I'm working on. And a lot of it stems from creating this low self-esteem, low confidence, low beliefs in our own abilities to succeed at any. So where this actually stems from is disapproval, maybe as children, maybe as teenagers, adults, throughout our entire lives. When people maybe criticize us for, for example, stepping out of the box and doing something different or maybe just even being ourselves or just speaking our own opinions with respect. We were shut down or we were minimized or we were ignored and a lot of very negative perceptions were created or assumptions were created about us that made us feel bad, hence why we feel like we may not be good enough. If people are constantly tearing us down every time we try and do something new or speak our own truth, then of course we're going to shut down and not want to share our opinions anymore because so many people have shut us down in the past and I think the biggest thing with humans is that we all want to belong somewhere and I think that is important. I don't think that we can truly live without belonging anywhere but when I say we need to belong, I'm not saying we need to be with the crowd or we have to have a huge group of friends. Sometimes belonging means you feel like you belong to this earth, like nature in general or you belong to a divine, you belong to a family, one friend, anything that makes you to feel secure and comforted because you can connect to something whether that's your pet or a flower outside <laughs> so when we're constantly being shut down because of what we say or do we each time lower our uh, belief in our abilities because of how other people have made us feel and that's not our fault our society like i talked about with christina in the last episode about validation is that our society as we were children made us believe that we need other people to tell us whether we are good or bad or whether we succeed or not whether we are a failure or we are an amazing superstar it's not our fault that we feel this way but that's where it stems from and constantly going through our entire lives this way putting our power in the hands of other people to build us up or tear us down and over time we don't even need people to tear us down anymore because we begin to tear ourselves down and we create this headspace where we have such negative self-talk and we harshly criticize ourselves and we may be perfectionist or we might be very hard on ourselves because that's how we grew up with other people surrounding us as and putting us in this stressful environment where we're prone to burnout and just it's never good enough so we constantly have to up our game in order to keep up with everyone or in order to surpass anyone but a lot of times especially for me it's not about trying to compete with other people or being better than anyone else it's always a fight within myself and my past self if i compare myself to where i am in this moment to who i was a year ago today. There's certain things where I would say, Oh, I'm proud of myself because I worked so hard and look how much better I am now. Or there might be things where I said oh I'm slacking and I'm not as good as I was before. But for some reason we always find a way to only focus on the negative and be really harsh on ourselves and feel like we're just never doing enough. And sometimes we feel like we're regressing but we're actually not regressing because we have to look at the circumstances we have in this moment to what we had when we're comparing our past selves. And you always remember you're Doing the best you can with the circumstances you have. So if you're feeling like trash and all you could do today was one thing off your bucket list, you did one load of laundry and that's all you could do today, you can't say, Oh, I'm regressing because yesterday I was able to do 10 loads of laundry and today I can only do one. That's all the energy I had. That's the best you could have done with the circumstances that you have. And that's why you can't get upset with yourself in that sense because you're doing the best that you can. And I think a common limiting belief that people, if you're like me who you're a perfectionist, you constantly try and up your game because you don't feel like it's ever enough. You're constantly chasing some sort of destination or feeling that you're creating in your head that doesn't exist in the first place, but also you actually will never even get there because you constantly feel like you have to prove your worth to yourself. And you might have this thing, I guess that is a belief, that you have to constantly be productive in order to be improving. But the truth is is that sometimes a break is necessary to improve. And I think that's why people that are perfectionists are so prone to burnout and overworking ourselves, because we feel like taking five minutes to ourselves is a waste of time, and that we have to fill every waking moment or minute with some sort of activity that will somehow get us one step closer to where we want to be. But all that does is lead to burnout instead of just taking, honestly, a long period of time. <laughs> it really depends on how much you've overworked yourself and obviously how much time you have available. There is always time for yourself, taking five, 10 minutes every day for yourself. I've already talked about sitting there in reflection, but even honestly, just in silence, or not even that, just listen to some music or just chill. Like I find that my breaks, and like air quotes right now, my breaks in my life are reflecting, but to be honest, reflecting is still work because you have to ask why to a lot of things in your life and why you are the way you are. And you're reflecting, you might be writing it down, you might be singing about it, drawing about it, painting about it. And that's still self-work. And it's important, of course, but sometimes you have to just sit there and do nothing. And not to say that you need to numb your pain or anything, but sometimes you need to just do something for fun and not try and say, okay, I'm doing this so that I will get better. I find that, especially before, I used to do this, where I would say, okay, I need to hurry up and do some yoga today so that I will be more present. But the truth is is that I'm not even being present in the yoga or in the meditation that I'm doing because I'm so focused on getting through it to say that, okay, I did that good, now I'm progressing. In order to feed my ego that I'm progressing, but the truth is, is that I'm actually probably going backwards because I'm defeating the whole purpose of why I said I was going to do it because again, I'm trying to attain that gain or that extra step to where I think I need to be. Instead of just enjoying where I am. And in the same vein as this limiting belief, I think the major limiting belief I noticed within myself is when I was 16, 17, even 18, to be honest, I had this belief that happiness comes with a cost. That's why we have to suffer sometimes because we have to earn happiness. Now, at the time when I believed this and formed this belief, it did help me. It actually helped me dive into shadow work, take ownership of my faults, and my demons and actually do the work to discover myself and dive into spirituality and try and figure out what I can do to help myself. So at the time, that was an important belief to have because it actually helped me move forward. If it wasn't for that belief, then I probably would not be where I am right now, of course, but I definitely would just have maybe been more lazy about it and sat back and maybe even just victimized myself and blamed everything around me because I couldn't take control of my own mental health but at the same time now if that belief turned into a limiting belief now that i'm 20 years old even i discovered this last summer so i was still 19 when i discovered this so about like two years later after i formed this belief it already became a limiting belief because what happened was shadow work is very much it's not meant to blame yourself but you are turning internally a lot even things where you look at oh i got really upset with this person and i reacted in a very angry way. You don't look at the other person and what's wrong with them, you're supposed to look inwards and see why you acted the way you acted that way. So that's very important to do, and I still do this sometimes, but I find that now shadow work has become very crippling to me, and it actually fueled my self-blame. I've already done that before, but it added to it, and now I always find a way to turn all that anger, pain, sadness, whatever it is that I feel towards other people into myself because I believe that everything comes from within, starts from within, which is true. But again, there's a balance of things and not holding people accountable to their actions or not even opening up about it with other people and closing myself off and just believing that I'm the issue all the time is not healthy either because like I said, people are not being held accountable and it's not about trying to escalate a situation. It's just about bringing awareness to it and you know, helping other people see how they made you feel in order to help them as well on their own journeys to, you know, dealing with situations better, treating other people better because people need to be aware of things in order to change them. And the idea that happiness comes with a cost actually fueled my self-sabotaging behaviors as well recently because I'm always trying to suffer. I'm trying to put myself in a position where it's harder for myself so that I believe the outcome will be better. But like I've said in other episodes, you can't forcefully choose the road with more resistance when it's completely unnecessary (laughs) and limiting to path you want to take. And the biggest issue with that belief is that I don't accept the good things that come in my life, which is what I was talking about at the beginning when we don't feel like we're good enough for things. Because of that belief that I need to suffer more to be happy, it's putting happiness in that destination zone where it shouldn't be because happiness is inevitable but also in the present moment when we don't look back and we don't look forward. We just live in the here and the now. So I'm minimizing my present moment as well. I have trouble accepting the good things that come into my life, especially when I feel like there's no sacrifice. Or maybe when something just comes way too easy, then I feel like it's too good to be true and I'm doubting it. I may not accept it for what it is. Most of the time, push it away and resist it because I don't think that I deserve it. Even if I did put in all the work for something, it still may not be enough for me. And I still feel like I have more in me to suffer, which is not good. (laughs) But that's definitely a limiting belief that I've been working on and trying to overcome so a lot of self-love activities and trying to increase my self-esteem some way <laughs> because it's definitely got to change but also remember that it is important to feel happiness and sadness and a lot of times we have those hard times in order to appreciate the good ones but it's also important to not separate those things and remember that they can happen at once and they can be integrated i think that's really important because if we make happy happiness an end goal, then it makes it harder to live in the current current circumstances that we have. Another huge limiting belief that I have, which I'm still having trouble calling it that only because it's just hard to say, but believing that I can save everybody. (laughs) The issue is that I want to help people more than I know that I can, and I know I really can't control anyone's circumstances and I can't control how people feel, but I really want to help everybody, I want to do more than I really can. I put that burden on my own shoulders. I absorb everyone's emotions as my own. That's what that limiting belief has caused me to do. (laughs) Especially I would say fuel my OCD as well. Especially when I was younger that was it was more about myself where I said oh if I don't do this then I'm gonna have a bad soccer game or gonna do bad on the test, and now all those intrusive thoughts have become, if I don't do this four times, then this person's gonna die, or this person is gonna go deeper into their depression, or and I'm just constantly fueled by the negative thought pattern, and it's all about how other people are. It's not healthy. I think it's the same thing as attachment, where we believe that if we're attached to people that we truly care about them and that if we're afraid of losing them, that they mean a lot to us and we believe that we can love them more. But to a certain extent, that is true, but at the same time, it's a non-attachment that we can truly love because that's where freedom stems from. And I think it's the same thing with this belief that we can save the people that we love as much as we want to. Happiness is really everyone's own responsibility. A lot of people's issues obviously we can support people we can help them through it but in the end it's really up to them what they choose to absorb or what they choose to get help with and we can't force people to open up to us and we should definitely not do it because it's just disrespecting their boundaries and if people want to talk to you about something or feel comfortable and feel trusting with you they will let you know and we can't force it but like I said in the last episode we can make people happy. Happiness can arise when we are with them, but it doesn't mean that it's our responsibility or our duty to overstep the necessary boundaries that are in place in order to keep ourselves in check and to also allow the other person some space to grow on their own. That's why I'm a huge believer in supporting people and of course this is still a major limiting belief of mine that I can save everyone because I'm putting that responsibility on my shoulders for no reason. But it's because I really care about people and I want to see everyone doing better But it also takes time. It also takes an effect on our own mental health So I would say this is for all the empaths out there (laughs) that absorb everyone's emotions and Carries the weight of everyone else that no one asks them to do but they do it because they love people so much It's really hard to break out of and I honestly feel like it's just so weaved into our soul's natural radiance that it's probably never gonna go away. But I would say that's a good thing because only you know, a lot of people in our society nowadays lack empathy. But you know, empathy overload is also very dangerous too and i've seen it many times on a lot of recent events within my friends that i've seen is that they have their own pain they're dealing with but then at the same time they carry the pain of everyone else around them it's just taking a toll even more than their own demon's cause on their mental health and it's like dealing with 10 different people than the same person trying to heal everyone and and as much as it's very nice to know that someone loves you that much that they heal everything that you are when you're going through a hard time and want to be there for you it's also important to remember that there needs to be a freedom of space for people to figure things out on their own as well and when I say figuring things out on their own it doesn't mean that you completely abandon them that is not true at all it's just about supporting but not trying to be part of every single step in the process unless they would like you to be there so not inserting yourself and overstepping boundaries so much that the person doesn't have room to breathe and have that quiet time that they need. You know, self-sacrifice is not as noble as we think because it's usually based off of a fear. And, you know, mine is obviously fear of abandonment, which is probably why I am an empath, I guess, which is why I'm like that. But your fear could be a lot. And maybe that's what it is too. I don't even think it's about feeding our egos and trying to make ourselves feel like we're a martyr or something. I think it's really, it comes from a place of love, but also a place of fear. And love and fear can't exist in the same space. So I think it's important to definitely dive into that and own that power. Realize that just like how we need to take breaks in order to proceed in life and to progress, you also need to give people the space and the freedom and yourself the space and the freedom to make yourself happy and let other people make themselves happy and allow the people around you to build their own perspectives and allow yourself to build your own perspectives. And sometimes you don't need to be fully in every single step of the process and you're actually helping more by not doing that because you're giving that space to allow someone the self-discoveries that they have. Really funny because as I'm saying that, it hurts me just to say because it's, again, so hard to turn a core belief, especially something that you value as one of your prime qualities and something that you think is a good thing, but understanding at the same time that taken to an extreme, it's not a good thing, just like attachment. It's very hard to be okay with knowing that people will not be in our lives forever. It's hard because when you associate that behavior with a very positive thing, it's very hard to let go of that, especially because with attachment and with self-sacrifice, it's out of a place of love. So it's hard to separate love from that extremity that you created with that belief. But if we're going to focus on my limiting belief of self-sacrifice, then it's important that I remember, and if you have this same belief and that you remember that it doesn't mean we need to fully eliminate this quality of ourselves because like i said being empathetic is part of my soul like i really feel like that's just part of who i am i've always been like that it's not like i created that within me it's a very important quality to have and a lot of people just don't have and not to make them a bad person that's not true at all It's a very special quality to have because it is from a place of love i think maybe my fear of changing that belief is that i'm going to lose touch with that part of myself But the truth is, is that I'll probably become more in touch with myself because I'm not using the extreme of that quality. I'm actually just using it in a very healthy way where I can't lose myself and still take care of other people and I can be in a better mental space to help myself, but also help people in that sense too. So in psychology, there's a principle called belief perseverance. And basically what it is, is that once we believe something, we ignore anything that proves it wrong. And we only focus on what proves it to be true. So it's very similar to the same thought process we have with self-sabotaging behavior where we seek only that specific outcome that we want, even if it's a bad thing, because we're trying to prove ourselves right. But by doing that, we get a very narrow perspective and we completely eliminate all the good things that are actually happening to prove it wrong, because we're so fixated on negative the negative, and we're so fixated on feeding our egos and our minds that like to trick us into to believing things that are false or limit to our growth and even when it does get proven wrong think it's a fluke or that it'll only happen like twice and when it becomes a core belief let's say we scored 10 times out of 12 chances that we had those two shots that we miss will get reinforced and the positive is ignored and our minds like to focus on the negative so much because it's actually a natural human instinct to do because the truth is is that it's the negative things or if we want to Call negative, you know, hard times that teach us something so if you go back to primitive state oh here's an example let's say when humans first entered the earth they tried to eat certain types of berries but then they got sick that negative experience of them eating those berries and getting sick from them makes them not eat those berries again so it's part of our survival instinct to remember negative things that happen only because it keeps us safe and it helps us to not make the same mistakes again of course and also to you know not get physical or mentally sick, and to protect ourselves. But the funny thing is, is that for some reason, some of us may take that to the extreme and completely ignore things and only focus on the negative things because we think we're keeping ourselves safe. We think we're keeping ourselves protected. The truth is, is that we're actually holding ourselves back from just living life and from accepting everything that comes to us, not just the negative. Especially when it's less. Frequent, but it's more extreme, and that's why we focus on it more and suppress the rest. Here's a quote by Dennis Waite Our limitations and success will be based most often on our own expectations for ourselves. What the mind dwells upon, the body acts upon. So, honestly, it's so true. The psychology and the way we perceive things and process things, it starts with our minds, and of course, our souls and our core being. And that's why you can't change things from the external inwards. You gotta start internally and work your way to changing those behaviors starting from within. It's our false beliefs that influence our perspective of the world around us. If we can make our programmed minds conscious, then we can start to live a more authentic life. What we need to realize is that our beliefs are not reality or the truth. Like I said, once upon a time, they were maybe the truth or maybe we were programmed to believe they were the truth, but they never were and they definitely aren't right now. One revelation I had very recently <laughs> I realized that all this doubt all this fear all this, low self-esteem, low self-confidence, all this garbage these are all beliefs that were programmed into me by people of my past people I don't even talk to anymore and purposefully removed from my life whether I did that or they did that but thank God they did because who knows how long it would have taken me to actually let go of people <laughs> either way I'm letting them have the control of how I feel I'm letting them determine if I feel like I deserve good or not they're determining my self-worth, and they're not even in my life anymore. I feel like everyone can relate to this in some way. <laughs> think about the limiting beliefs that you have, and think about how many are stemming from people that are no longer even in your life, yet they have such a prominent role in your everyday thinking. Like, it made me really angry, actually. Like, another issue was that I was blaming myself for even letting that happen. Like I said in the Power of Anger episode, anger is fueling the change at this moment, and I promised to myself that I'm going to, for now on, not let all this doubt and worry and all this trash happen and every time i do that now i just think of all those people that caused that and how much i want my power back and want control of myself because honestly we know what we are like we know what we're worth we know what we deserve and if you think it's lower well you know what you probably do you probably think it's lower than what it actually should be at think back to those people remember that you want that power back you want your own control back. this is your life your soul you know you're worthy of much better than you got and you know that you're worthy of a lot more than you accept from the world around you and from the people who love you and it's important that you know how special you are and you know how important you are that you deserve so much better for yourself oh my god i'm tearing up right now oh my god <laughs> okay Oh my! this is the first episode I'm actually crying okay listen <laughs> you deserve so much more than you let yourself have go talk to your best friend or someone that really cares about you and they will tell you this and then once you do this you will open your mind to how much you've neglected for yourself and the biggest thing you've neglected for yourself is not just accepting the good things that you've worked hard for or the people that really are trying to love you and let, let you into their life but you don't accept because you don't think you're worthy, you're neglecting the good within yourself. You don't even believe that you're as good of a person as you really are. And it was you holding yourself back because you were so afraid of whatever it was, and you felt so unworthy. And I'm not going to say it's for no reason, but it was for no reason. Because you know deep down that you're more than any label that people have put on you, any expectation people have put on you. And the reason you have these limiting beliefs is because people saw that in you. They saw that you're an amazing person you're talented you're smart you're beautiful they saw this all but they had to tear it down because they couldn't find that within themselves and they were ashamed and they were embarrassed and they had to go and tear down the people around them just to try and make themselves feel better well now they're dealing with that guilt and you're still holding on to all the junk that they had you and no no listen promise yourself right now okay that you will let go of any self-doubt that you have any insecurities that you have because you you know they stem from a place of other people telling you what you are but only you can tell yourself what you really are and only you can be who you want to be so promise yourself right now that you will let go of these doubts and fears and securities and worries and every single time that you do feel them don't suppress them feel them but then remember those faces that made you feel that way and then you'll probably get a little triggered and then you're gonna say okay no I want my power back own your power harness it from within because it's always there it's always been there you just need to access it and now is the time to rip apart your being peel back all the layers and access core soul that you have within you integrate this new found self-confidence and self-love that's always been there you just had to tap into it it's gonna take a lot of time it's gonna take a lot of patience i'm talking about this as if i've reached some type of level where i can be a motivational speaker when i really shouldn't you're your greatest healer there was a full-on episode about that and starting right now you will begin to take good care of yourself because you know how and you're going to start loving yourself because you're truly an amazing human being shedding your old skin and resurfacing the new remember that letting go is living in the present moment it's not forcing yourself to move on to forget what happened or to suppress anything i always have to say that because i don't want messages here it's not about that at all that's why it's such a long process to go through you can't you know, like dip your toes in, and then say, eh, "I don't know if I want to do this." You can't go halfway. You have to fully cut it off, just like how with attachment, the way the love even said, "You need to pluck out the eye." You need to fully chop off that part of you that is holding on to whatever limiting beliefs that you have. You, it's not a halfway process. And even when you cut it off, just like if you got a cut and it takes time to heal and repair, it will. It just takes time. But you need to do that initial violent chop off before you can even allow yourself to fully say that it's healed. I had this phase of dreams where I constantly was dreaming about losing my skin, my lips falling off, my fingers falling off, my skin peeling off and like being in a hospital and trying to get surgeries, but the stitches were there, but the stitches wouldn't stay, the skin was falling off and everything was peeling, it was all yucking, bruised and bloody and gross. Like, I don't know what that was all about. (laughs) But when I did some, some dream works where I was trying to understand that dream or those multiple dreams, I realized that in all those dreams, I kept grabbing all of that blistered peeling skin and trying to put it back on and it would just keep falling off and stitches didn't do anything and they would fall off with the stitches. And I realized that those dreams were trying to tell me that I'm using old coping mechanisms to try and hold on to something that needs to be shed. It's skin that needs to be let go of, just like a belief. I'm using all these limiting beliefs and old Coping mechanisms to try and fix my current problem. That, like, those things are if anything causing the problem. <laughs> it's about reinventing yourself and finding yourself, rediscovering yourself. It's frustrating when the thing that you always had within you is no longer part of you. I guess I'm referring more to not obviously skin, skin's the metaphor here, but ideas. It's hard to let go of something that you've held on for so long and maybe made that your identity or part of your identity or you defended it for so so long, but now it's actually the one thing that's holding you back. If I need to shed all my skin, then I'm shedding it, and the only way for me to get new skin is create new skin, but that would come from within, like that's all the cells in my body that would have to do that, not the skin that's peeled off that's on the floor, like that's not gonna help me there. (laughs) And stitches in those dreams were very temporary they weren't put in by me they were put in by other people so i think that was another metaphor for maybe trying to stop relying so much on other people to like fix me i guess and actually take it into my own hands and understand that the process is very gruesome and violent and painful it takes time but eventually i'll grow grow new skin and i'm gonna reinvent myself and not see you can't treat this as a destination you can't sit there and be like i can't wait till i'm my better version of myself every single day you're somehow a better version of yourself and there's what you're looking for it's not in the far future it's actually right now I made a playlist for this podcast so it's like every episode has its own song to it so it's kind of like a soundtrack to this podcast so I think I'm gonna start putting that link in the descriptions of the episodes I'll put it in the bio for this whole podcast too but if you want some anthems to cheer you along some of them are kind of sad some of them you'll feel empowered by the end of the song you should definitely listen to them song called My Underworld, and one of the lyrics in the song is, This is where I shed the skin of old beliefs, and I surface as a better me. I love those lyrics, especially that line. That's the quote for this episode. That's the quote for trying to let go of limiting beliefs we have to give up the beliefs that hold us back and that's the way we can allow ourselves to accept love from other people accept our own love actually love ourselves take back our control take back our power to know what we want to know what we deserve with all the respect that we can and we have to be patient ourselves we have to forgive ourselves forgive those people in our past that made us feel that way because even them they are probably dealing now with a lot of guilt or maybe not now but in the future some way somehow they're going to deal with a lot of built-up emotions and one day they'll feel bad for treating us the way that they did but in this point in time we can't control them they're not in our lives anymore hopefully (laughs) it's time to pluck out the eye of limiting beliefs so it's important to just acknowledge our beliefs that hold us back see where it first started find out how this belief serves you or how it used to serve you and how it's holding you back find the underlying fear behind it bunk the myth by writing down the facts about how it's not true. You have to declare how false it is. Like I said, we like to focus on the negative, so as much as we see 10 facts that disprove our limiting belief, we'll focus on the two things that do prove it. So it is really hard to do, but I think if we do it frequently, we'll start to notice it and it's in our minds and we'll start to act on that, we'll notice it around us. But the most important thing that helped me overcome limiting beliefs, and I'm still trying to overcome them, so I'm in the process right now anyway. creating new beliefs or a new affirmation or a new mantra that actually serves you in this present moment and you gotta say it every single day <laughs> or every time you find yourself being controlled by limiting belief you have to use that new mantra affirmation that you created to you know like basically fight that and prove yourself wrong but it, it takes a long time it takes a few weeks to fully believe in affirmation sometimes so it's important that you do it as often as you can so a reflection question for today is in what areas of life do you hold limiting beliefs? What fear is behind these beliefs? Where did they first stem from? And what triggers these limiting beliefs within you? So I guess this could also pretty much be a reflection activity for today as well. (laughs) Write down a core belief that you have and then ask why. And then to that answer, ask why again. And ask why as many times until you feel like you've discovered something new or you've actually dove in as deep as you can with the level consciousness that you have at this moment to really see the underlying truth that's fueling this limiting belief when i'm thinking about a actual time period or situation not just something that was said or something that happened only once think about something that's happened frequently that you've done to overcome it. So, but you have to be in a place where you're not going to compare yourself past self look at yourself when you're going through a hard time but not something that's only happened once there's multiple times you've probably dealt with the same thing or similar thing or the same feeling it doesn't have to be the same situation over and over again but there's feelings that you've dealt with over and over again and have overcome them and there's definitely fears that you know take a lot of work to overcome and take lots of years or lots of practice and self-awareness and lots of patience to overcome but you did that so don't sit there and pretend that there's not even one thing that you could be proud of yourself for (laughs) finally see maybe that that limiting belief is possibly not true well that is our episode you are powerful you know yourself the best, you know what you're worth, so now it's time to start living it. Don't be stuck in the false judgments and perceptions you have of yourself and break free from those limiting beliefs.